When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and a happy new year. This is the main event, Mark's podcast, brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Radio Network and the Belly Up Podcast Network. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I am Troy, and with me as always is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia, the main event collector, and the figure collecting warrior. He is the Matt Morgan to my crimson. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? I got a better haircut than him. Well, yeah, well, you'll never main event Starcade with Matt Morgan's haircut, okay? Maybe that tan, but not that haircut. <sighs> Every time Bischoff says some stupid crap like that, I lose a little more respect for him. Yeah, I mean, the I pan, love Eric. Haircuts. I know, I love Eric Bischoff, but yeah, the two things that will live in infamy is uh, him talking about, well, you know, Sting showed up, he was supposed to main event Starcade, and he wasn't even tan. <laughs> that one blew my mind. And then, uh, you know, after he's been hanging around the Raptors for a year. Uh, and, and the other one is the thing about, well, how can you take, you know, that the, a giant seriously with that kind of haircut? <laughs> like, um, I don't know, because he's big and imposing. Because, you know, the big show has always been known for his great hair. Yeah. Andre right. the Giant with his afro. <laughs> My um, thing, I want to know, I, I want to know, is is he still intimidated by Brock Lesnar and his man bun? <laughs> or... Did, or uh, when when Brock came out in his overalls and his man bun, was he like, how can I take this guy seriously now? It got even whiter on SmackDown this past week. So, you know, the overalls on and like a checkered like <laughs> coat with like the uh, fur inside that you would see in like 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 twenty degree weather. Something you probably see in the norm there. Good lord! Like, and I geez. get yeah. and this guy is getting whiter and whiter as we speak. I mean, whatever teaches on, but damn, dude. And he has a flip phone, so you know, <laughs> there's that. No, oh, that's, just old. that's just being old, to be honest, though. So he's covering all kinds of temples. I know. It's like, are you like a 70-year-old white guy from Alaska? Like, what's going on here? Tony Khan will love him, dude. He's covering, he's covering every demo. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. <sighs> anyway, man, uh, today we are going uh, 10 years back in history to cover Final Resolution 2011. And this was from a time when you and I were super into TNA. Uh, it was the Bobby Roode era. You and I may have watched this together. Pretty darn sure we did. I know this was a can't miss main event for me. Uh, the show itself, not to spoil, you know, our ratings or anything, but the, the show itself was really good. Uh, or you know, it, I feel like most of the time this event was good. Yeah, I can't think in my head or off the top of my head, you know, any major final resolutions, but you know, that's like I said, that's without me having anything any reference right in front of me. But this uh this was, you know, a big time for Bobby Roode just starting his epic title run. I think what a month it was off the chain, this? dude. Oh my gosh. I think was it dude, you and I rule. was it you and I that disagreed about that? Because I always said I liked his instrumental theme better and you said you liked this one better. Yeah, I like this one better. Okay, I like the instrumental one just because it sounded so freaking epic. I'm like, damn, now that's a champion. God dang it, pal. Look at, listen to that music. One thing that always turned me off about 
teenage music. And they have some great themes, but man, they use Dixie's uh, husband for like every song. <laughs> I know. It's like, damn, dude. I know. It got to be like downstate in WWE there for a <laughs> while. It's like, all right, guys, calm down. <sighs> well, I mean, I guess I'm going to assume he did it for free. Uh, uh, probably. Yeah. It's probably a safe guess or a safe bet, but damn, uh, dude. Probably did it for royalties and or uh, uh, notoriety, you know, whatever. No, so. James Storm's theme was like awesome. I'm not knocking the guy; it's just he did too many. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Are you talking that last one he did? Uh, uh, ain't no great, or no, it was um the other Johnny oh, Cash song. The current one, he well, current whatever for when he's there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I can't remember because he's he's had so many freaking themes. He's I think he's done literally all of James Storm's themes. Because there was that one you remember when he was the the heel, and he was like the cult leader or whatever. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I remember that. I don't remember the name. It's like a dark group. Yeah. Uh, well, he was. It was. It was like a remake of a Johnny Cash song. That I I can't remember the hell. Uh, it was, uh, but anyway, doesn't matter. Longnecks and rednecks is one you're thinking of, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, getting into this, man, it's a uh, TNA final resolution. Before we dive into the news and notes, though, we're going to take a break to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all of your officially licensed sports gear before Christmas at fanatics.com. The link is down in the podcast description that you should use. Just let them know that the main event marks and the unhinged sports radio network sent you. Also, we are sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. Give the gift of clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins and big brain nootropics this holiday season that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks. That's all one word and you get 15% off your order. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Linktree account. There you can see all of our social media, our YouTube, uh, all of our podcast links, and much more. You can uh, check out our swag shacks on Bonfire and Redbubble as well. Get some sweet, sweet merchandise. That is linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. All of our links are right there on our Linktree account. Again, that's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. But right after this break, we're going to dive into the news and notes right after this. Follow us on Twitter at main event underscore marks, Instagram at main event underscore marks, and at main event collector, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.com dot redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, 
Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts. Go to our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. We're back. Don't forget, all of our links to the podcast, our YouTube, our social media, and our swag shacks are on our link tree. That's linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Check it out. Uh, let's dive into this with the news and notes. First story here. I'll say there's some, there's some funny stories in this, but, uh, nothing like huge and groundbreaking in the news happened around this time. I don't believe so. But first thing here, WWE will tape tribute to the troops on Sunday, December 11th, 2011 at the Crown Coliseum in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Do you remember the first year that they stopped going to Iraq? I don't remember the first year, but I remember they stopped. It stopped being interesting to me, honestly, when they stopped going to Iraq. I know. Yeah, the that was the whole thing. Like the set, the the servicemen, women around the you know around the ring, and I like JBL coming out in the hazmat suit. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) He was like, "Next time you guys start a war, make sure there's a bar nearby." At least bring some, bring some kegs, dude. Jeez. Yeah, right. Uh, WWE. This is the fun, the most funny story we got here today. WWE took their live events website offline Wednesday afternoon after numerous nude images were published in the photo gallery. The website features an unmoderated section because you know that's always a smart thing to do, where fans are allowed to upload photos taken at live events. A nude photo of former WWE diva Tiffany and her Playboy modeling days was uploaded to the website that morning, uh, garnering attention online. Users then started to bombard the section with several tawdry images, including graphic stills of China's uh, naughty bits from her 2004 adult film, causing WWE to hastily take the website offline. Yeah, well, I couldn't... I couldn't foresee something like that happening at all. Yeah, who who would have uh, who would have predicted wrestling fans ruining it for everybody? Good Oops. lord, yeah. That's, why is that the first thing? It's like, whoa, we can post images and they're not moderating this or whatever. Nudes, bro. <laughs> bro, shit, porn. That'll be funny. Kids might see it. That's pathetic. Keep it on WWE here. WWE.com has an interesting article up on the history of both Sinkara, both of the Sinkaras, including the images with the Mystico stage name. Uh, CMLL and AAA were mentioned a number of times throughout the article, which is quite unusual. Yeah, it was, what was it? Sinkara Negro and Sinkara Azul or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually have a uh, Mattel figure of Sin Cara Negro. Never wanted any of them because I didn't care about them. I always loved Sin Cara. I, well, I'll say this. I loved the idea of Sin Cara. <laughs> but it, when he got in the ring, I was – So you I like was, a luchador. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I liked him in – well, I liked Mystico. And then I was, like, all hyped. I'm like, he looks so cool. I like the name. He had a cool entrance. And then that damn bell rang. I hated that blue light, dude. Yeah, yeah, the freaking light over the ring was dumb. That's what took me away. It's like, I, why? Yep. So, and people still argue about that. They were like, well, supposedly it was to, you know, mask his botches and whatever. It's like, okay, it's not in the total dark. You can see. <sighs> whatever. Supposedly, that's why they put him on SmackDown, too, because it wasn't live at the time, so they could edit his matches. <sighs> just edit it out. It saved a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, all right. And this is, like, a big deal. You remember there was, like, big articles posted about it, and that was, like, the origin of Triple H 
pointing at somebody in a picture. I don't remember that, honestly. But Yeah, they made, like, a big deal out of it. They were like, it was a huge score. We got Mystico, and we're changing his name. And they had a picture of Triple H's arm around him and pointing at him and everything, like they did, like they abused the crap out of in NXT. So, yeah. Can you imagine if Vince McMahon started that back in the day? Like, every time he, he stole a territory talent, he just takes a picture of his arm around him and pointing at him. <laughs> yeah, but it might be like a slap in the face to guys like Vern or Crockett, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got your talent, pal. Well, except for Duggan. He's just here. Anyway. That was a hot one, dude. Oh, yeah, that's who Bill Watts was going to build his territory around, Jim Duggan. When he left, so did the territory. <laughs> it's okay, we can laugh. He's cancer-free now, by the way. So Yeah. Yes, anybody out there that doesn't know yet, yeah, he's uh, he's healthy, so that's that's good to know. I was, I mean, we joke about him or whatever, but, you know, he's still a oh, legend. Oh, he's guy. I mean. Oh, yeah. It's, we're not Dave Meltzer, okay? Yeah, you don't like Kevin Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Please die. <laughs> Real words, folks. Yeah. I screen cap, but I still have it. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. Just so I'm, you I'm can share. send it to him one day and then like, you know, cause that's gonna be my last one. I only got one chance left with him. <laughs> right. I might be just not even saving that for like the atomic bomb for when he blocks me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, save it up, man. You know, he's gotta be a good one. I wonder if he keeps like a, like if he's got a notebook with your name in it. Yeah, it was probably one of those papers on the ground that you saw on Dark Side of the Ring. It's like, it's in there. Yeah, the ones that go up to his knees. This is my crap list, and he's on it. He says one more thing, he's blocked, and he loses the privilege of seeing me. First of all, I don't follow the idiot. I want to make that clear. I do not, yeah. but I sent that picture that you messaged me about his checklist. And, <laughs> oh, man. I don't think I, I don't think I follow him. Uh, but people will share his crap, and I'll say, like, I don't have him blocked, so if somebody shares his stuff, I, I'll see it, but that's about it. Well, we were just talking about the this guy and uh, his now ex-wife the other day. The Huffington Post has a video up discussing that David Otunga and Jennifer Hudson are having some issues during their engagement due to there being a disagreement over the prenuptial agreement. Should that have been a tale right there? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. What do you mean we need a prenup? Like, well, um, again, that uh, further plays into my uh, my theory that he was mediocre at best. <sighs> I mean, what? who was going to benefit from that prenup? Definitely him. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he had everything to lose in that marriage. I can't even say that with a straight face. I, I just. <laughs> all right. This one, we don't know this guy, but it's just like such a wild story out of Mexico. I had to freaking share it. I was like, hot damn. Police arrested former Mexican professional wrestler Jose Alberto uh, Lor- Lara. Okay, that sounds like Joe Smith, like in America. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jose Alberto uh, Laura. Lara? I don't know. I, I can't pronounce it. But he's professionally known as El Voltage or Voltage on Tuesday, and he was accused of being one of the four members of the Zetas drug cartel who planned the casino arson that killed 52 people. According to the Associated Press, Lara was captured with two other men Tuesday in northern Mexico and flown to Mexico City where he was shown to the uh, news media. Uh, gunman entered the Casino Royale in Monterey, Mexico on August 25th, spread gasoline and set the building on fire, trapping and asphyxiating dozens in what is believed to be a case of extortion. You weren't lying. You said a mouthful with that. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you mean uh, Mexican drug mark- uh, cartel issues? I, uh, no. <laughs> like, I, I don't the believe original it. El Chapo. Yeah, right. And it's yeah, no no El Chapo is El Voltage. <laughs> my gosh. Uh I I don't have a whole lot of news and notes this week, so I'm down to my final couple stories here. This one is another 
depressing ass one, but you know, he's pulled the nose up since here. So, you know, we don't have to look back on it too badly. Uh, Kurt Angle's DUI charge was reduced to reckless driving by the Warren County Commonwealth Attorney's Office in Virginia, according to a report on NVDaily.com. While the charge was reduced, reckless driving carries a maximum of one year in jail and a $2,500 fine, which is the same first-degree offense penalty as a DUI. Angle was arrested last month for DUI in Front Royal, Virginia. Police had received a third-party call stating that Engel's vehicle was swerving all over the road. A state trooper stated that he observed Engel's vehicle weaving and driving down the center line while following it for about a half a mile before pulling him over. Oh, man. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't – well, maybe I did know that he got busted for drinking and driving, and I just forgot – that's just been like four or five times at this point. I don't remember. I I just. I, I mean, like right to now, to speak. I don't know what time that was, but like, he's got quite a few on his rap now. Yeah, he's he's had a lot of issues, and uh, well, this was a bad time in Kurt Angle's life for many reasons. So, I mean, he he's been very public about it. So it's not like we're you know kicking a guy who, you know, it's like, oh, he didn't want this stuff out there and shared and whatever. It's like, I mean, he's talked about it multiple times. And this is the first uh, Kurt Angle in TNA story we have where it's not him just taking a dump all over Triple H or Vince McMahon or, you know, some other WWE personnel. So there's that. Don't worry, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, you know, they they made me do it. Last story here. Hulk Hogan has renewed his contract with TNA Wrestling. Specifics of the agreement were not disclosed, though company officials wanted the deal finalized prior to his scheduled match at Bound for Glory. I'm certain that Dave Nelson knows the details. Oh, well, yeah, he was in the room, Greg. (laughs) I don't know where Terry Taylor was at this point. Otherwise, he would have definitely had details. Not correct details, but details. Good grief. Anyway. All right, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're diving into TNA Final Resolution 2011. Right after this. Follow us on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks, Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks, and at Main Event Collector, and Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts. Go to our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. 
kind of dive into TNA Final Resolution 2011. It took place on December 11th, 2011 at the Impact Wrestling Zone in Orlando, Florida. Total attendance, 1,100. Pay-per-view buy rate, I, I can't believe this, but it's reported everywhere. 8,000 buys. How is that possible? Just, just so I know, when you say you can't believe that, do you mean like you can't believe it's that low? Or 8,000 people bought this? <laughs> I can't believe well, Just like you only had 8,000 buys? I realize they weren't doing amazing here, but damn. I, I thought it was would be way more than that. Usually they get around 50,000 some, so that blows my mind. Unless they misreported it and they meant 80,000, but I just, wow. Anyway, the opening package for the show has footage of members of Bobby Roode's family saying that they can't reach him, and he wasn't brought up to cheat. Everyone keeps talking about how selfish Bobby Roode is now. You notice they kept just hammering that word home. Oh, he's selfish. He's such a selfish person. Yeah, I mean, that's going to come into play with his uh, new shirt and everything. <laughs> Which I own. I uh, that's, that's the only Bobby Roode shirt I have, is that whole, like, speech about how he's the leader of the selfish generation and whatever. Uh, first match here. And now he seems with Dolph Ziggler, by the way. What a... It's like he came full circle. Yeah, is it? Hey, the uh, selfish show-offs. I, a, I smell branding. No? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway. Smells uh, like a clearance shirt at best. Yeah, well. Uh, I mean, I'd buy match. it when it was on clearance. Of course you would, yeah. First match we got here is Rob Van Dam taking on Christopher Daniels. The match that went 9 minutes 45 seconds. In the end, it went, Rob... It went 4 minutes 20 seconds. Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, in the end, <laughs> In the end, Rob Van Dam knocks Christopher Daniels off the top rope, hits 5-star frog splash, and wins. Uncle Dave gave it one and three quarters of a star. Something shaved off just a, just a quarter. I don't know what it was, but uh, probably when he moved the angel's wings and lost his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe can't do uh, that. <laughs> uh, I gave it an even two. I was shocked that this match was so average between these guys. What do you say? I gave it two. I was like, well, this match, and it was the opener too. I would expect this match yeah. as an opener to be like. Four at least with these yeah. two. Yeah, I know these these guys just are fantastic. Daniel still looks amazing. And it was sad when I found out. I guess uh, Rob Van Dam isn't wrestling or doing anything anymore because he said he's having like real bad memory issues, uh, probably by because of CTE and stuff like that. Well, so he's the Hollywood alone. <laughs> I know the obvious weed, you know, whatever. But uh, he also said he uh, – that's that's why he doesn't do stand-up comedy anymore. He was doing that for a while, but he said he can't even remember his act anymore. So. Well, go back and watch his stuff, man. You can see he takes, like, multiple blows to the damn head every single – I mean, before WWE. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sabu would throw chairs at his face. So there you go. I don't know. That's that's sad though, man. He's he's not even that old. I mean, for a wrestler, he's he's damn old, but he's not like ancient or anything. Uh, but Jeremy Borash is backstage and interviews Mickey James about her upcoming match with Gail Kim. How roll tide was Mickey looking? That's a really redundant statement, but yes. Oh yeah, she she was all the way live. But Mickey James says that Gail had. <laughs> Gail has politicked and hid since coming back to TNA, and she won't stand for it. Tonight, she finally gets her hands on Gail Kim. Yeah. I buy that. Yeah, right. Uh, but all right, up next we get this. It's uh, not to, you know, not to overhype it or anything. <sighs> it's uh, Robbie E. with Robbie T. in his corner. Defending the TNA television title on pay-per-view against Eric Young in seven and a half minutes. Strap Robbie E right now is doing the best stuff of his whole career as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he, an anonymous single. What does that tell you? 
I I did not I I was never entertained by his wrestling ever. I, I he entertained me at various times, never once in the ring. Well, I first of all thought Jersey Shore was stupid. It was oh, like horrible, yeah. and anybody would base something off that. It's already a loss to me. Yeah, and he wasn't even that special. It wasn't that good. No, he now Robert Stone, was, you know, not as a wrestler, but as a manager, it's like he's entertaining to watch. I will say this: I I, I got to take something back. I was a little entertained by the Bromans separately. I didn't give a crap about him, either one of those guys, but together, I thought they made a an entertaining team, especially well, you know, with just like like male strippers, right? Essentially, yeah. uh, they were nah, they were just metrosexual kind of dudes, and they had DJ Z in the corner, who also is doing the best work of his career right now. <laughs> All right, I know. Only he, both in NXT, but. you know, after he was such a like just a goofy character for like his whole effing career, now he's. You know, like kind of a serious dude in in NXT, and it's when I first saw him in that role, I was like, no freaking way. But he's it's it's working, man. I like uh, what is it like Legato del Fantasma? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty sweet. No, not to pull the curtain back, he's Filipino, not Mexican, but whatever it looks. (laughs) Whatever you know, what he's he's Hispanic, Greg. It works. But anyway, uh, Eric Young keeps walking around outside of the ring, tying up with people in the front row. Got that he did this. <sighs> I completely forgot all about this. I feel like I went mm-hmm. from, I feel like I, my memories of him are Team Canada, Don't Fire <laughs> Eric, Super Eric, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Sanity slash, uh, Violent by Design will do him now. So, I can believe about this one. Oh, and then, I, I actually forget about when he was bad in that group of uh, world elite. non-American. Yeah, yeah. They're not so, anti-American. Right? They were just all non-American, right? Something like that. Uh, they, no, they were they were anti-America sort of because he had that rule for a while where he would only defend the title outside of America against non-American talent. Right. So, but all, all of them were non-American, though, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He had Davari or Sheikh Abdul Bashir, whatever the hell his name was, and and. Uh, yeah, Rob Terry. The funny thing about the, well, not funny, but unfortunate thing about the Sheikh Abdul Bashir is like you hear like, it sounds like a, like suicide bombers or something at the beginning of his theme well, song. It's like, yeah, was it like a plane dude, flying? Yeah, that was it. The plane flying into it. I was like, oh my gosh, why? And he comes out wearing like yeah, camo you, pants. Like he's, you think even a, Russo would veto that because he's from New York, you know, you would think. Yeah, I know. It's like nobody thought this was this sounded bad. Like they were like, eh, you know, eh, maybe you know, there wasn't one dude this that was, raised his hand. This was 2010, so it's been uh, nine years. Yeah, yeah, right. People forgot. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah whatever. Yeah, it's, it's been long enough. Get over it. Stupid ass. <laughs> I know. Uh, but before the match starts, Eric takes off his shorts to reveal his skimpy trunks. God. Yeah. <laughs> so we're already white ass body. <laughs> yep. So we got not to, not to go back and get stuff. At least get a jam on that damn thing. <laughs> I... So we got uh, we got uh, the goofy dude tying up with people in the front row and then taking his pants off. And on the other side of the ring, we got the guy who thinks he's off the cast of the Jersey Shore. Yeah, this this is going to be a good one. Well, go off of the first thing you said about Eric Young. I mean, Rick Floyd made a career off doing most of that. You know. Taking his pants <laughs> off, doing crazy stuff with people. Good I mean, lord! You joke, but there's yeah, all the but, fame in there. So there you go. Yeah, but you cared about Rick. <laughs> no offense to Eric Young, but seriously, he he didn't draw a dime. Uh, Robbie Robbie T gets involved. Said, Don't at one fire point. Eric a million times. Never drew a dime. Should have fired him. Good lord! That's it. Took a bump for his pyro a million times. Never drew a dime. Uh, Robbie T gets involved at one point, uh, and Eric Young picks up or picks both Robbies up on his shoulders, but drops him. Robbie E then hits a code breaker for the win. Uncle Dave and I both gave it one and a half stars. What say you? I gave it a star. Look, I'm not gonna not lie; good. I was laughing at some of the stuff Eric Young was doing. 
Yeah, Not even I ironically. Can... I was like thoroughly kind of entertained. Like I was entertained by these, bro. <laughs> but then Lord. I'm like, oh, I forgot. That's all he did, though. Yep. You know? Well, do you remember when they tried to make him their Daniel Bryan for a while? I do. It was like I do. A, it was not obvious. a with the year it happened too, but whatever. Yep. Oh well, yeah, it was right after the Daniel Bryan stuff, and they they tried to force it, and they're like, oh, "Gosh, who do we got? Who kind of looks like Daniel Bryan? Is a big underdog." And ah, Eric Young. I think it was. You remember it, which one was it? Was it Turning Point? Something. And Scott Hall no showed. Uh, yeah. Was that the one where Samoa Joe cut the promo? Yeah, and then okay. to fill in for Scott Hall, they get Eric Effin Young. So this well, goes he, back yeah. further than we're talking right now, so let's keep that in mind. And he joins the band. Yeah, right. Like He, he was an actual member of the band for a while. Right that would actually come the next year, though. That would come, like, or a couple years later, I think. Oh, was that yeah. a different time? Oh, yeah, it was gosh. a different time, So, but it was still Eric Young. So, Lo- you know, you're not wrong what you're saying, like, they wanted to get Daniel Bryan, but they were doing this stuff with them way before Daniel Bryan was not even in WWE yet, to be fair. Hey, long-term uh, storytelling, bro. <laughs> I mean, technically it was. I mean, you can't deny it. <laughs> yeah. Now, did it get accentuated when Bryan did that? Hell yes, but they were doing all this yeah. first, to be fair. So. And just nobody gave a damn. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, there that. is that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with Devon and D'Angelo De Niro. Devon says that tonight isn't about De Niro having a weird influence over his sons, which, again, I forgot was a thing. Tonight is about Stupid being... thing. Yep. They had no payoff, by the way. I, I mean, it kind of did, but not really. Tonight is about being tag team champions, and Pope says that tonight is about the bling and the tag team gold. Okay, so yeah. off the bat, do you remember when they put these two together? Like, uh, they were kind. They were kind of like uh, not saying it, not even hitting it, but like wink, wink. Hey, we're both black. Let's be a team. <laughs> I don't I remember like, that. No, he's like we're. He's like we're the same. We're we're not, but we are. Like, yeah, that's subtle. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, we're both from New York. I, and I like <laughs> the Pope, by the way, but this was stupid. Oh, yeah, I was always a big I fan thought, of De Niro's. You know. I mean, I didn't uh, care about Elijah Burke, but I don't know, no, De Niro was he, damn good. But, he um, sucked in WWE. I, don't I know mean, it was. and Bubba had ta- or Bully Ray had taken off, and like, Devon was literally just trying to stay afloat, I guess. Yeah, so, and they acted like they were going to put his sons in the ring at some point, and that's what I was talking about. I never had a payoff, because, like... He, I know the Pope ends up turning on his sons randomly at some point. It was like, I'm not a good no, guy. No, I think all. they turn on him. I oh, think. yeah. There's a match between him and Devon, and the kids are coming in. Let's say they're going to strike dad, and they beat up the Pope. And... Yeah, it was weird. They kept putting Taryn and Terrell on, or not Taryn and Terrell. Shh. Or what was it? I think, I can't remember what their names were. Um, but Devon's sons, they kept putting them on TV. Can't get her out of your mind, huh? Because you talked about those pictures earlier. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, they I mean, they kept put they kept putting them on TV. I thought they were going to do something with them, but they, I mean, they were involved in a couple storylines. Mm-hmm. That was it. And they were in their uh, obviously they were in the Dudley's wrestling camp, right? Where they trying to do yeah. stuff with with people from there because didn't they have a couple other ones. Yeah, I think so, but I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, in AEW now, you'll see all the ones pop up from the Nightmare Factory. Oh. It's funny, because actually, you know, if you look at it, Brian Myers is doing more work for young guys than, than them, in my opinion, but... Yeah, yeah well, yeah, Creative Pros. I mean, look at... Uh, we got MJF, obviously. Chris Statlander. Max Caster. I don't know if Bowens went there, but I know Caster did, so... so yeah, yeah. Up next, we got Crimson and Matt Morgan defending the TNA World Tag Team titles against Devon and the Pope D'Angelo De Niro in 9 minutes, 45 seconds. Again, not many notes to take about this one. In the end, Crimson and Matt Morgan hit a double choke slam on Devon for the win. 
Uncle Dave gave it a star. I gave it a star and a half. Let's say you. I gave it a star. I loved Morgan and Crimson, though. I don't know if I liked him as a yeah. team. I don't, re- I don't remember if I liked him as a team at the time, but I like both guys, though. Yeah, they were okay as a team. I didn't think they were amazing. They had a cool theme. I'll give them that. They did. Um, I always laughed that Crimson was the little brother of uh, Amazing Red. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, his name's Crimson, Amazing Red, Red Hair. Dude's yep. right itself. Yep. I was a big fan of his. I have his T-shirt, the one that looks like an Affliction shirt. Uh, I don't know. I I thought he was great, and he didn't really go anywhere. It's funny because I like both guys, but yeah, this team sucked. Like, it <laughs> just sucked. Yeah, this match wasn't. It, it just wasn't good. Not good. Bad. Bad. But after worst match, ever. Good grief. After the match, Pope stands in front of Devon's sons and shakes his head in disgust as Devon, or at Devon before walking away. Coincidence, that's what I did with this match. Wow. Uh, back in the locker room, AJ Styles is getting his knee taped up while Jeremy Borash asks if he's not quite at 100% yet. AJ says he's not at 100%, he's at 200%, and he's determined to take out Rude because he destroyed Fortune. Yeah. Fortune that's 4. Another, that's another one. I have an AJ Styles shirt and a Fortune t-shirt. <sighs> yeah, I, I I liked Fortune. They had a lot of good talent in there. It just, um, yeah, it didn't go very well. But up next, we got Austin Aries defending the X Division title against Kid Cash in 12 minutes, 45 seconds. Don't look now, folks. We have a good match. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one <laughs> is the Battle of the Assholes. The yeah, yeah, the, uh, the the punk rock asshole and the vegan asshole. I like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the really moves... wrong with being vegan, whatever. I just That's his whole shtick now, if anyone knows. Yeah, well, no, it's not I'm just I'm vegan, vegan, so I'm better. It's, yeah, it's, it, he's, he's vegan and an asshole. So it's you know all wrapped up in one. Uh, I like when, uh, I think at the time it was Johnny Impact, he tweeted him. He goes, you know, if you had a steak, you'd probably feel a lot better. But that was yeah, important. Right. Oh, wow. Good grief. Eat a snake and get laid and shut up. (laughs) But the moves these guys were doing make it seem like they were constantly swinging for the fences. Like you said, it was a good match. Uh, Both guys keep trying to cheat. Eventually, Aries hits the brain buster. I completely forgot this was a heel-heel thing. Yeah. It it worked out good because, like, both of them had, like, foreign objects in their trunks. Uh, Neither one of them got to use them. Finally, Aries hits the brain buster and wins clean as a whistle. I mean, the ref was distracted, but that didn't really play into anything. So uh, Uncle Dave gave it only two and a half stars. I gave it three. Let's say you. I gave it three as well. I really like this. Yeah. And, I mean, I it, it wasn't amazing, but it was the I mean, best yeah, thing we've seen so far. Between, between uh, going on what we know these two can do, it could have been a lot better. But I'm not saying it wasn't good. Yeah. Well, and it was the best thing we've seen all night. So I was like, yeah, that was good. A side note, Kid Cash is one of those guys people never talk about when they talk about great wrestlers from ECW. Yeah. they don't have many. They have some. <laughs> and his name gets left off that list. That's a shame. Yeah, I know. Uh, and then he bulked up when he went to WWE. Bulked up and chopped the hair. Yeah, and started like biting that. the rope as the pit bulls because that was cool. God dang it, we can't have you looking like Kid Rock, pal. This is way after he was Mr. TNA, by the way. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> what was it <laughs> Total Nonstop Attitude or whatever? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I just remember him writing out the knowledge, ring. That's the first time anyone said TNA on any WWE thing, even though it wasn't a WWE thing, but it was. To my knowledge, that's the first time it's ever been said. Wow. <laughs> And yeah, Joey Styles. You don't give an f. <laughs> nope. I I just remember in TNA him riding out to the ring on the back of uh, Lance Hoyt, like yeah. right on his shoulders. <laughs> but up next we get Gail Kim defending the TNA Knockout Women's Championship against Mickey James in seven minutes forty five seconds. 
Now, yes. you've already said this, but I'm going to say it the other way. I don't roll tie with Gail looking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, redundant, but yeah. <laughs> and this one, I, I kind of wanted it to go longer. It was fine for what it was, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Gail grabs her title, and she tries to leave at one point, but gets stopped. Madison Rain then runs down, and as Mickey James is getting in the ring, she grabs her boot. This allows Gail to hit Eat Defeat for the win. Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter stars. You know, something something bumped it up just that one quarter. You know, maybe it was how gorgeous they were looking. I don't know. I gave it two and a half stars. What do you say? I, I did not like this match. I gave it one. Wow. Now, there's better stuff coming, obviously, from this too. But this was, I don't know. Because yeah. I don't know capable of, too. Yeah. Mickey was usually involved in most of the good stuff that the women did. Well, her and Gail, either together or separate, were usually involved in most of the good stuff that the women did in TNA. After the match, Madison Rain helps Gail come to her feet and celebrates with her, as Gail looks like she doesn't know what the hell's going on. Backstage, Jeremy Borash. Oh, a damn clear where she is. <laughs> uh, backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with James Storm. James says that He's a beer-drinking ass-kicker, and he's beaten Kurt Angle twice before, so he'll beat him again tonight. And that brings us to our next match here, our longest match of the night so far. It's Kurt Angle versus Cowboy James Storm in 17 and a half minutes. After an awesome match, James Storm hits the last call on Kurt Angle for the win. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. He gave a lot of quarter stars this one. This show, man. I gave it three and a half. What say you? I gave it three. It was way better than their impact match. Yeah, I don't, uh, off the top of my uh, head, I don't remember their impact match. It was so. like 20 seconds, though. So. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember now. Yeah, so this this one was really damn good. I mean, obviously, look who's in it, but yeah, I don't know. He's James Storm was always like a favorite of yours and I, yours and mine back in the day. So I haven't seen anything he's done in years. So, but backstage, Jeremy Borash is joined by Jeff Jarrett and Karen Jarrett. Jeff is complaining about Sting adding a stipulation to his upcoming cage match. Sting finally comes up with handcuffs and specifies that if Jer- uh, if Jeff Jarrett loses, either he or Karen are fired. He then looks at Karen, jingles the handcuffs, and asks. Are you ready, Karen? Before we walking off. Ah, uh, it, out of context. What a, what, a, what a time to hear the one Karen, huh? Yeah, right. Out of, out of context, that clip could be really creepy. Yep. <laughs> but up next is our next main event. It is Jeff. Jer- it's the Battle of the Jeffs. Jeff Jarrett with Karen Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy. It is a steel cage match that if Jarrett loses. Either he or Karen are fired. It went 9 minutes, 45 seconds. Sting comes out before the match and handcuffs himself to Karen Jarrett. At one point, uh, Hardy is trying to get out of the cage door. Jarrett throws uh, Jeff Hardy into the door, causing it to smack Sting in the face, knocking him down. Karen then takes, uh, takes his time to get the handcuff key out of Sting's pocket and set herself free. Before she can hand Jarrett his guitar, though, Sting picks him up and carries her away, kicking and screaming. Hardy then hits the twist of fate and wins. Uncle Dave gave it three and a quarter stars. I gave it three. What say you? I gave it two. It was just okay. It was a cage match between two pretty good wrestlers. It just, it's like, it went under ten minutes. It was just okay. I don't know. Like I said, I still gave it three, but it's like, what the hell, man? I always I thought the cage match was supposed to be the big blow off, and this didn't feel like a blow off. Yeah. I feel like Jeff Jarrett had like a million cage matches in TNA. Oh, one a year, I think. Yeah, it, at least. But after the match, Sting celebrates with Jeff Hardy before grabbing the mic and telling Jeff and Karen Jarrett, four days from now, on impact. Someone's getting fired, as Karen screams, no! (laughs) (laughs) 
Good lord. Uh, by the way, speaking of Roll Tide, man, Karen Jarrett. All she was all <laughs> Damn straight. But all right, we're going to take our second to last break. When we come back, it's main event time right after this. Follow us on Twitter at main event underscore marks, Instagram at main event underscore marks, and at main event collector, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O... Yeah, hey, hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts. Go to our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Backstage, Jeremy Borash is standing by with Bobby Rude. Bobby says that over the past few months, he's been called many things. But I like how the first two things he's like, I've been called many things. Bobby, Robert. <laughs> I would have liked if he went down the whole list, like Rob, Robbie, Bob. <laughs> I would have popped. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but he says uh, to, that uh, tonight he'll be known as the king of the Iron Man matches. He then tells Sting that since he likes throwing his weight around, he needs to know that he spits in the face of authority, referencing when he spit in Dixie Carter's face. That was weird, by the way. They always had him doing, like, really sexist things in TNA. You notice that? Not so now, yeah. <laughs> there was this. There was that whole storyline with Tracy Brooks that was effed up. It's just, yeah. But anyway, getting into the actual main event. It's Bobby Roode defending his TNA World's Heavyweight title against AJ Styles in a 30-man Iron Man match. Or 30-minute Iron Man match, excuse me. Bobby gets the first fall by tripping AJ on the second rope and rolling him up for the pin. Rude then starts attacking AJ's bad knee. Rude takes fall number two when he makes Styles tap out to the figure four. AJ Styles takes his first fall by making Rude tap out to the crippler crossface. That was random. AJ ties it up with a cradle pin. Styles then goes up three to two after a springboard 450 into a pinfall. Rude now ties it up with Styles with a sunset. Uh, when Styles tries a sunset flip, but Rude traps Styles' shoulders to the mat, grabs the ropes, and uh, the referee counts three without seeing Rude hold onto the ropes. Finally, the time runs out and we get a draw. Because, you know, we didn't see that coming. Yeah. And no sudden death either. Just, uh, nope, to draw. Seen a lot of that lately, huh, Greg? Uh, but Uncle Dave and I both gave this three and a half stars. What say you? I gave it three. Uh, loved it, but I don't know. Kind of dragged at times. Odd as that sounds. Yeah. And it could have been four, but just, I don't know, there's something to be said for that ending, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what? I... I was, I didn't. I mean, they. I'm glad they didn't go cliche on how they always do with these kind of matches. You know, you know what that is. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, there's, um, uh, you know, like this, uh, this past week on, you know, at, at winter, uh, winter is coming for AEW, you know, we, we were talking about, it's like, it was a great match. And then at the very end, they had to screw it up with that. <laughs> Another freaking time limit draw. Like, I, wow. Uh, I always think about what Bischoff says, like, you have an amazing movie, but if you have a horrible finish, that's what all people are going to be talking about when they leave the theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People are like, uh, what the hell was that ending? <laughs> but Bobby Roode rolls out of the ring and leaves with the TNA world title. AJ, frustrated, shouts for Sting. The show comes to a close. And that's it. So we're going to take our final break of the podcast. When we come back, we're going to tell you the final ratings and what's to come this Friday, because double main event week, and next week to close out the year. Follow us on Twitter at main event underscore marks, Instagram at main event underscore marks, and at main event collector, and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts. Go to our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this show 5.8 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 6.27 out of 10. I give it 7.5 out of 10 for a C. What say you? I'll give it a C plus. Yeah, I mean, there were, what, three mm, three good matches on here, maybe four. I don't know. The show wasn't all that great. I felt like it dragged at times, but it didn't suck. I've seen way worse. So I don't know. It was what it was. But that wraps up our first show of the week, man. But we've got one more this Friday for Christmas Eve. We're bringing you something very special. It is our interview, our exclusive interview with John Arezzi. You may have seen him on Dark Side of the Ring, seen him on the Jim Cornette podcast and all over the place. He's been in and around wrestling for a long, long time. We talked to him about that. We talked to him about baseball, his time in baseball, his time in country music, and a ton of other stuff. So, and uh, you and I are going to try to give him a, a, you know, actually see him in person and and uh, say hi when we go to SummerSlam. Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> wow. And oddly enough, I mean, it's not a huge driving distance, but it, it I'm actually closer to Nashville than I am to Chicago. So... There's something to be said about that, so uh, I'm looking forward to not having quite such a long drive. But yeah, so that's coming up this uh, this Friday. That's your Christmas present, one and all. The bonus episode. We're throwing you freaking bonus, just wrapped up all nice and neat. But we're cl- closing out the year next week, December 29th. It's WCW Starcade 1998. <sighs> I I don't know what to say about this one, man. It's uh beginning of the end. Yeah, it, I mean it I'll say this, it was a show. <laughs> it it happened, it took place, and we're going to talk about it. I think that covers it, you know. Fair. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, they could have rebounded from this, but then, yeah, we know it's coming. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, not, uh, nothing good. It just, it keeps tanking from here, man. You think the end of 98 was like a shining light compared to what 99 was. Yep. But all right. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't, again, don't forget to check out all of our links to all of our merch stores, podcast links, YouTube, and our social media. It is all on linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. Check it out. We'll see you this Friday with our interview with John Arezzi and next Wednesday with WCW Starcade 1998. Ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 